If you have your Bibles this morning, if you would please turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We started last Sunday morning talking about breakthrough prayer. And I want you to know this morning, and we had talked last Sunday morning about the prayers of a righteous man, what? Availeth much. So I want to pick up this morning back here with you this morning that we have a God that hears our prayers. And when you pray something, don't think that he don't hear you. When you pray it, believe, and then you can do what? You can receive, okay? We got to get to the place. Uh, I want to say this right, right here. We need to get spiritual minded instead of fleshly minded because a lot of times flesh things we see and we hear and 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 then surroundings and it destroys our faith what happens when you got faith the devil wants you to to have fear that it ain't going you not going to receive it but i'm here to tell you this morning we serve a god that hears our voice Okay, now this is the point I want to bring. We need to hear his voice. Okay? How many dads here this morning, you've told your children in the past something to do and they didn't hear you, they didn't respond to you? And you, your next word is you say, I know you heard me. Come on, mothers as well. You've told but I want you to know this morning, God hears our prayers, but we need to hear the answer. Okay? I want you to pick up with me here, John 10, starting in verse 25. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Now verse 26. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I have said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do y'all receive that? Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I pray that the empowerment, the infilling of your word would be to the capacity of running over today. Lord, let our, let our cups run over with your word, with your anointing, because your anointing destroys the yoke. Father, I pray that you just draw your people close this morning to hear your word. Lord, your word says if we draw nigh to you, you would draw nigh to us. Lord, let your word draw us this morning to the place that we can realize and we can live in the fullness of your word that when we ask, you hear, and when you speak, we receive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want you to turn back into that same chapter and uh, starting in verse 7. Chapter 10, starting in verse 7. Listen to these words here. I want you to, I, I'm, I'm trying to lay something out here for the next couple of weeks because I've got some things I want to talk about in this breakthrough prayer is when we get a breakthrough, we got to know we heard the right answer. Why you say this, Brother Dave? Because sometimes we hear what we want to hear. Okay? 
But when we hear the right answer, it will move us to another level. And I'm, I'm, and I'm saying this, I'm kind of jumping, but God wants us to begin to move to levels, different levels. There's things that God is wanting. Every one of us here this morning is, has, has a measure of faith, okay? Okay, and God is wanting us to move in that level of our faith. And man, I tell you what, this morning I was up praying and the Lord just really impressed in me about faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. What does faith come by? We got to hear this word. And when we hear this word, our faith begins to grow. Our faith begins to get strong. But listen to this here this morning as we start here in verse 7, chapter 10, 7. It says, Then, Je then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Y'all got to get this in your spirit this morning. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. But there has to be, listen to me this morning, there has to be a entering in yourself. You cannot move somebody else in that door. They have to move themselves in that door, okay? I mean, we can pray for our children, we can pray for our family, we can pray for individuals, but they have got a self-will, they've got to be willing to move into that door, okay? <laughs> but I tell you what, you pray enough, they're going to want to run in that door. <laughs> Y'all ought to shout it about that. What do you, why do you say this, Brother David? Because I, what my purpose of this little series is here about breakthrough prayer, we need to learn to pray without ceasing. Do not stop because the circumstance. Let me tell you one thing. When you start praying for something, believe me, it's going to get tough. It's going to get, man, there's going to be a lot of disruptions that take place. The devil wants to disrupt the plan of God. He wants to to influence you in other areas. But I want you to know, when you get to the place where you pray without ceasing, be determined. And, and, and I was praying this week as, as I was studying on this, uh, we all know about bulldogs. Bulldogs, when they get a hold of something, what do they do? They hang on. How many ever, y'all know what I'm talking about, a bulldog, how many has ever seen a, a, a dog fight and when that bulldog gets a hold of that other dog, you just about brothers and sisters got to get some, a pry bar or something to dislock their, their jaws. Why? Because their jaws is created to lock in place. And the other animal or whatever can jerk and snatch or whatever. But let me say, I, my uncle used to have catch dogs. And when he would uh, have his, his livestock, I'm talking about uh, goats and uh, cows and hogs and everything when those catch dogs he would ride these dogs around on their on his truck and one of the animals got out all he would have to say is get them or skid them that's what he said <laughs> and, and but they would jump off the back of that truck and brother ray they would go and they would attack that animal but they would not drag that animal away they would lock onto that animal and bring that animal down what i'm saying Prayer without ceasing, what you got to do, you got to bring down the enemy. 
Lock on to. Be serious about what you're praying. Don't just pray. The Bible says we're not supposed to just pray amiss. We need to pray serious. And we need to believe when we pray that something happens. Praise the Lord. It says in verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pastors. Okay, the, the, this here I want you to understand. When, when, when you go in, there is a place of rest. But there is not only a place of rest, there is a place of maturity. When, when you have animals, you know, and I'm not putting ourselves in the category of, of animals, but you have to be fed. Our body physically has to be fed to what? Get energy. Okay, what he's saying in this passage of Scripture here, he said, when you enter in, you shall be saved. All right, and then it comes to this right here, and shall go out, in and out, and find pastors. They went for a safety and went out for pastors. In other words, the shepherd guards his sheep. Y'all got to get that. I want y'all to get, just think about this here. Uh, uh, just visualize a shepherd and he's got sheep out in the pasture. Now, you know, we've seen cartoons where the old coyote, you know, comes in and he starts to try to steal the sheep. You know, and the dog there that I was just talking about a while ago, the dog will sit there and with his hair over his face. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And when that dog, that coyote starts toting that sheep off on his back, the dog wakes up and does something dramatically to him, and the, the coyote just drops the sheep back in its place and walks off. What this is, the dog has the authority. They're in the pasture. Y'all got to get this here. I want you to understand. We're not supposed to just stay in one bundle. We're supposed to get out among the pastors and feed. We can't just shout. Y'all got to get what I'm fixing to say. We're not supposed to just shout at church. We're supposed to shout everywhere. Why? Because the word says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Just because somebody got your parking spot don't mean that you lose your religion. Amen. Come on now. They shouldn't have got that. Well, they needed it worse than you did. Okay? Something's going on. You know, just ride around long enough, Sister Sondra, and you'll find another spot. Amen. The nerve of them getting my parking spot. But listen to what I'm saying. We are equipped to get in the pastures and graze. What are you talking about, Brother David? God wants us to be enjoying ourselves. Y'all got to get this. God wants us to enjoy ourselves as Christians. When I was brought up, you couldn't do anything but go to church. You couldn't go no to movies, no skating rings, chew gum in church. I mean, I could go on and on. I was brought up, you couldn't do none of these things. I remember when I was in the sixth grade, I would sneak off and go to the skating ring. And man, that was a no-no. You didn't go to the skating ring. I mean, you know. And I would go to the skating ring, and man, I'd come back, and I'd have bruises all over me and everything else. And, and my mama would ask me questions, Lord, forgive me. I'd done ask the Lord, forgive me, because I told mama other things. But I'd tell her I fell off my bicycle and this, that, and other, playing football, but I'd fell on the floor. I was a mopper. 
Y'all don't say y'all wasn't a mopper. If y'all rode, got roller skates, some of y'all probably mopped the floor too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I'm saying this right here. I want, I want this to get in your spirit that we should be freely, we should be free. I've, I've taught on this, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We should be able to go out into the pastors and be free. We should enjoy our relationship with God. We should not worry and be concerned about what people think about us and what people say about us. We should enjoy our relationship with the Lord. And, and, and I, want you to, I want this to get in your spirit. Why? Because I made mention a while ago, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. When the word of God gets in you, when something goes on in your life, say a situation, a tragedy or whatever, you got to know the word. Why? So you can speak the word and you can still be in the pastors. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about why. Because faith come by hearing. No matter what's going on, I'm still in the safety of the Lord. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by His Spirit. Like I was taught here a few weeks back or a month back, about you shall know the truth, and the truth what? Sets you free. It, it, be, it makes you new. And I like the illustration that Sister Teresa gave this morning, you that wasn't in the, the teaching this morning, about the hokey pokey. Amen. And everybody thought, well, what is she talking about? But what she was, she was sharing about the hokey pokey, what you do, you step with one foot in and one foot out, and then you do the hokey pokey, what you do, and then it says you turn all around. And what it's talking about, when you're born again, you a complete circle. You've turned everything around. You don't do what you used to do. And what I'm, the reason I wanted to bring up that point that she had brought out this morning, because when people get saved, they don't think they can do anything but go to church. Let me tell you one thing. I go to the beach. These ladies go to the beach. We go to the creek. We go riding horses. We go to bumper cars. And we do all kinds. I mean, God don't mind you. Me and Sister Teresa rides our Harley. And I'm glad she's getting well because that thing's sitting in my garage. It needs a room, room. Amen. Out of my garage. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But think God wants us to have fun. And I'm not saying go to the extreme, but I'm saying God don't mind you having fun. Okay? But what I'm saying, people just get to the, 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 the shadow mind and they say, well, I can't do anything. But God is telling us right here, you can go in and out and find pastors. Anytime you want to get out there, let me tell you one thing. The Lord says, I'm with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, you get out there and do something. I, I use me and Joseph as an illustration. Something happened to us yesterday, me and him and Skyler. And let me tell you one thing, I'm glad the Lord was with me. Amen. I mean, the Lord was with us yesterday. I'm not going to go into details because y'all know how good I am with boats. So I'm not going to go into details. <laughs> Amen. Hey, but getting back to the scripture, we're not fishing or anything this morning. We're, we're, we're preaching. Amen. But listen to what it says in this verse. As you understand this, as you find the pastors, realize this right here. Verse 10. The thief comes not but what? For to steal and kill and destroy. Okay, I want you to listen to this here. If you don't have this scripture marked, I want you to mark this scripture. Because this, the enemy, this is his job. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, you need to mark this in your Bible, wherever, write it down, where you know where this is. Why you want me to remember this, Brother Dave? Because I want you to be recognizing the enemy at his forces. The enemy is forceful. Y'all got to get this. He is forceful. He, I mean, he don't just bug you every now and then. 
He comes all the time trying to enforce his authority. But now what happened? I mean, I want you to understand this next part of verse 10. But it says, listen what it says here. But I come that you may have life and that you may have it what? More abundantly. Glory to God. But the devil tries to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you can have it more abundantly. Brothers and sisters, we can get out and have a good time. We ain't got to come to church and all mully grub. Let me tell you one thing. This is when we should be having a good time. I got a couple of amen. We should be, when Sister Amy gets up there and we, I, I like what they do and they, they put in this, the, the numbers up here. We got four minutes or five minutes to get ready to praise and worship. Man, you know, can I say this right here? Zach's, I don't know if he'll put this on or not. But when you go to a, a track meet, what do you see a lot of those runners doing? They're over there, they're stretching. I'm not going to get on the floor and stretch and do all that. But those athletes, because <laughs> I might have some help to get back up. <laughs> but those, those guys that run and those that jump and those that does the pole vault, those that does the shot put and all these things that they do, what they're out there doing, they're out there, they're exercising, they're stretching, they're getting ready. They don't just go out there and, you know, kind of like Superman, just go to the, to the telephone booth and change clothes and come out and be Superman. <laughs> Hello? They have to get themselves ready. Why? Because they're fixing to run a race. They're fixing to enter a shot put or they're, they're whatever. But what I'm telling you here through this scripture right here this morning, we can have life and have it more abundantly. Why do you think he said that we can go in and out and find pastors? What he said, I want you to be in, in energized that when you go out, you find green pastors and you feed upon that pastor and you can get some excitement about you. Let me tell you one thing. I, I, I've had sheep before. And man, they run and they play and they just have an exciting time. But some stranger come around. You know what they do? They all come together. Why do you say that, Brother David? I want you to understand. This scripture it's talking about right here, my sheep hear my voice. But when a stranger comes, the Bible says when a stranger comes, they hear not, they don't know who that is. And I remember when I had those sheep, I mean, I fed them a lot and everything, and I'd go out there, and I mean, they would bunch around me and just have a good time. They would jump around and this, that, and other. We had some little ones and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it, it, it was kind of exciting. And then we had some goats and, you know, just all kinds of different animals over the years. We've had different stuff, you know. And, and I, would, I would take care of what I was. I was the leader. They knew when, Brother Ray, when I went and got that bucket and I shook that bucket, they knew it was feeding time. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But he said in this past, let me, let me go on with this here. I, I want to hurry with it. We got to go and we got to understand that, that when we go out and find green pastures, that we can have that life and have it more abundant. Now listen verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. But he who is a hireling and not a shepherd, whose his own, the own the sheep are, now listen to this part, sees the wolves come and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolves catch them and scatters the sheep 
Now listen to this here. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. A good, a, and I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. Now listen to this part right here. And am known of mine. He knows who you are. He knows everything that's going on with you. I, I want this to get in your spirit here this morning. He knows you're his. As the Father, verse 15, As the Father knows me, even I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be what? One fold and one shepherd. Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay my life down. Oh, listen to this here. That I might what? Take it up? No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up. This commandment have I received of my Father. I want you to understand. His Father gave him the commandment to do. He said, you willing. I mean, I want you to get this next, next Sunday morning. I'm going to, it is a wonderful, wonderful message that the Lord has laid on my heart. But I, I'm trying to lay something down here this morning. The responsibility that Jesus had was given from his father. This is Father's Day today. Fathers, we got a responsibility. We need to give our children. Don't do as I say do, but do as I do. I'm getting some women, amen. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Brother Ray says, I'll step out on faith. Amen. <laughs> Hey, but but listen to this. We need to be we need to be teachers. We need to be leaders. Men need to be leaders. But I want to say this here: we need to be spiritual leaders. I want I want to just say this here, and, and, and I'm gonna close. I know today's Father's Day, and I, I, everybody's kind of wanting to do some things, and just but anyhow, I want I want to say something here this morning. In the teaching of God's word. In this passage that I've just, just given you right here. We got to understand the door that we have stepped into is an everlasting thing. It's not something you just, you play. You, you know, have you ever played house before? Yes, most of us have. We, we've played cops and robbers. We played cowboys and Indians. You know, we've, we've done all this. But we're not playing with, with, I'm not saying religion. We're not playing spiritually. We are a spirit. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And we need to realize that he says right here, I am the door. Okay, and he is that door. And when we enter in that door, we become into the sheepfold. We, we, thank you, Holy Spirit. We become godlike. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit just told. When you come into that door, you become godlike. Okay? If we serve in a God, how do we want God to be? We want Him to be everything. Amen? We want Him to be everything. I mean, there's nothing missing in God. Okay? 
How many of you, you parents, I'm not just speaking to dads, but in the past your children has looked up to you as a role model, has looked up to you as, well, I want to do what mama does. I want to do what daddy does. I, I want to, I want to, you know, the characteristics, you know, and, and I look and I, and I see some of your children here. I see the characteristics of you in them. Okay, it goes to this. When he says, when you come in to me, your characteristics should change. Like the hokey pokey. You should turn around. Things should be different. And what he's saying, when you come in, when you come into me, the characteristics are that you're able to do whatever you want to. Why? Because you have the authority over everything. Where are you going with this, Brother David? I'm going where the Holy Spirit is leading me this morning. We got to understand when we came into Him, we are new creatures. Amen? We should look at things different. We should talk things different. Hallelujah. We should be different than we used to be. We should come to this place and, hey, I've got victory over situation. There's the past back there, but the past don't hold me. I've done let go of the past. I've laid aside those things. I'm a new creature, praise God. Why? Because I've stepped into the door. Hallelujah. And I'm free now. I can go in and out and find green pastures. Man, I'm excited. I mean, y'all might not tell, but I'm excited about this. Man, because God gave me something about this right here. The door, the door that's been open. Let me tell you one thing. The door that's been open for you, an opportunity for you, no man can shut. No man can shut that door. And I want to say this, and I feel this by the Holy Spirit, by your family members by your husbands and by your children and your grandchildren, let me tell you one thing, that door is available for them, but we've got to set the example when they come in that door, they can go in and out and be free. They don't have to come and find religion. Y'all got to get that. It ain't religion, it's Jesus. Because he said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, and I give my life. He said, I give my life. I look at my sons. I, I'd give my life for them. I mean, they're, they're my flesh and blood. But I, w- I would lay down my life for one of them. I was watching a, a program the other day, and there was a situation there of, a, a, of some surgery on this individual on there. And uh, his sister had the same DNA and different things of, of their body was the same and just a lot of different things. And uh, they, they, they had to do some, some heart work, some transparent, some trans, what do you call it? Transplants of the heart. And, and this, his sister stepped up, and I can't remember this little, it was just a little something on one of the TBN stations they was doing this. But his sister stepped up. She was the older. She was one of the older ones, and her brother was the youngest. Listen to this. But she stepped up and she says, I'm willing to give my heart because I've done seen things, I've done experienced things, but I'm willing to give my heart. And what they was going to do, they was going to transplant their hearts from each other. And his was a bad heart, but she was willing to give up her heart for her brother that he could live. Think about that. And he was just, no, you can't do that. But she says, I'm willing to do that for you. 
How many of us this morning are willing? I'm willing to, to do whatever it takes for my family. And in closing this morning, I, I heard uh, David Crank this week. When he first came on, he, he's radical. He's, a, he's 45 years old. He, he's really a radical. He, I like him, you know, but when he first came on, he was a little more radical than I thought. But anyhow, I listen to him some now. But he got on there the other day and he, he was talking about, do we care if people go to hell? Do we care if people go to hell? What about your neighbor? I've thought about my neighbors. I got some neighbors down there. They know I'm a preacher. You know, I've invited them to church and everything. But have I really been praying for my neighbors? No, I hadn't. I, I whisper a prayer. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When they go by, you know, you just say, Lord, you know, save them, do this, whatever needs to be done. But do we care if people go to hell? In this passage I just read you this morning, he said this here. He said, I am the door of the sheep. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the door of the sheep. Jesus said, I'm the door now. And this is my closing statement this morning. We need to tell people who the door is to eternity. And I, I, I really, I've thought about this this morning. I said, Lord, the people that I'm starting to meet, I'm going, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to make sure before I dismiss myself or we separate, I'm going, to, I'm going to know if they know Jesus is our Lord. Whether they like it or not, whether they think, well, you weirdo, you preacher, or whatever, you know, I, I don't, really don't care. I want them to know Jesus. Why? Because if they find Jesus, they know the door to eternity. Okay, so how simple can that be? Hey, do you know Jesus? You ever heard of Jesus? I ain't talking about my buddy that had a doberman named Jesus either. I'm talking about the real Jesus, our real Savior. Can we, can we introduce him as the door? Jesus is the door. That's all we got to do. Sister Doris just say, hey, Jesus is the door. Now, we're, if you step into a door, we have several doors in this church. We have visitors that come. We have to tell them where the facilities and different things is. Because if they go down the hall, what they're going to do, they're going to keep opening doors until they find the one that they're looking for. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? But the world, see, they're opening a lot of doors, and it's the wrong door. Are y'all agree with me this morning? There's a lot of people opening wrong doors. That We need to let them know Jesus is the door this morning. In my closing, that is my thought this morning. We didn't need to know, we need to let people know that Jesus is the door. And when you just make a, a, a little statement, let me tell you one thing. That's when God can come in and He can give you words to say, an opportunity. Brother David, the other night we went to McDonald's after our Wednesday evening service. We got up there and we walked in and we, we met a couple of boys up there. One of them actually we knew uh, from the past. And, uh, but we got to talking to that young boy. And let me tell you one thing. That young boy was mixed up, wasn't he, Brother David? He was mixed up in religion. I mean, he, he was asking questions. I mean, he was so mixed up. And we told him before we left, you know, you need to get to, we invited him to church, but we told him you need to get in a Bible-based church where that man, that, that boy had, has, has went to church maybe twice in his life, but he's, you know where he's getting everything? Off the Internet.
And he, he was confused. But we shared with him who Jesus was. And he, he finally realized, he said, I ain't never made him Lord of my life, but uh, I'd like to make him Lord of my life, you know. And Brother David said, hey, you ain't got to wait to come to church. We can do it now, you know. But the boy kind of kept pushing everything off. But, you know, we didn't pour it down his throat. But what I'm saying, my thought was, this young boy, how many more right here in Bruton, Alabama, don't know about Jesus, the purpose of Jesus, who he really is. There's church on every corner. Me and Sister Pam can go this morning. We can go find ten more churches we can attend tonight right here in Bruton, Alabama. But that don't mean they, they preaching the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And I'm not putting any other church down, but I'm saying we need to let people know the door is open and that door is Jesus. Amen. Father, I love you this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way this morning. And I thank you, Lord, with under my voice, Lord, this morning, without a shadow of a doubt, everyone that is here this morning, Lord, has already come in that door. But, Lord, they might not have found the way to go in and out to find green pastures. Lord, I pray from, from knowing you and hanging out with you, Lord, you can teach them how to go in and out and find the pastors and let them feed upon the things that you would have them spiritually to grow and the ability to stand up and share what they have learned with other people. Lord, that's important to the kingdom of God, sharing, sharing the plan, sharing the salvation, Lord, with other people. Lord, and we thank you for the mighty grace that we have through you. Father, I pray that you just bless this word this morning, Lord, that I've put out, Lord, to your people. And I pray the, the, re, the reception, Lord, of your word is, is fill their spirits this morning, Lord. Lord, and knowing everything that they need to know about you is just being Lord of their life. Father, grant this this morning. Bless every, every home represented here today. And as we leave this place today, go with us. Send your angels of protection around about us, Lord, and we just plead the blood of Jesus over every home, every person, every job, every family individual. Blessing in your mighty name, we pray. Amen.